0: Hi there, this is Matt Wakeling, and you're listening to the Guitar Speak podcast, produced here in Sydney, Australia. Thank you so much for joining me for episode number 83. Now today, I speak to John Norum of the band Europe, which was a very cool thing to do. I uh, first heard John's playing, and perhaps you did too, when Europe had a worldwide smash with the song The Final Countdown. Now that was from their third album of the same name, The Final Countdown, and it just went... Uh, we would call it viral now it was just a huge hit all around the world great song and at the time I didn't I didn't know what John was doing in that guitar solo but I just knew it was incredible. Sometime later I, I uh, knew he was fusing neoclassical influences with a really heavy blues background and inserting them into one uh, very very memorable solo. John's playing has graced uh, most of the albums released by Europe and that that represents over 25 million album sold around the world in a 35 year career which is pretty amazing. Now the latest Europe album is Walk the Earth and that was released in 2017 and man I got to tell you it is such a great record that the songs and production and guitar tones are fantastic and they owe a lot more to 70s rock, a lot more to Purple and and Zeppelin than uh, the 80s hair metal which you might first uh, uh, associate with Europe if, if you don't know much beyond that huge single, The Final Countdown. John's playing is amazing on that record. He talks us through the production and the songwriting. And uh, that album was recorded in the legendary Abbey Road Studios in London. So it was very cool to get the the background on that record. John was kind enough to talk to us just a couple of days before he hopped on a plane to head to Australia for Europe's very first tour of this nation. And uh, I was surprised I hadn't been here before. John was hanging out with his family playing with his young children um, in between uh, press commitments. So I did really appreciate his time. And my thanks also to Chris Merrick from Merrick Media for setting up this interview. All right, let's just jump straight into it. Here's my conversation with John Norum of the band Europe. Here we go. John Norum, welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thank you. Great, Great to have you. We're all very excited that Europe will be touring Australia in May 2018. I'm all surprised that this was the first Europe tour of, of Australia.
1: Yes, yeah, it will be the first time. None of us has ever been there before. I mean, you know, we haven't been there as a band or in on in, in holiday or anything like that, So it would be the first time for all of us. Ah, great. So we're very excited to come to Australia, you know, because uh, and We've been all, all over the world and, and, and played and, and tours and stuff, but we've never been in Australia, so we're very excited to find, finally come to Australia and play Excellent. for all the fans.
0: Great stuff. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. John, When I I want to yeah. talk about the new album. Uh, such a great record. Um, but if I can go back a bit, the first time I heard you, and I'm, I'm guessing a lot of guitar players the first time we heard you, was when The Final Countdown was released, and when I was yeah, when I was advanced enough to try and work out what you were doing, which wasn't for a while, but I realised you were really linking um, some very fiery diatonic playing um, with a really heavy blues yeah. influence. In fact, the solo in that song you're really leapfrogging between the two, and that that seems to be a, yeah. a hallmark of your style. John, can I ask what influenced you in developing yeah. that style? Well, it
1: started with. Uh it started with Richie Blackmore when I heard when I heard Made in Japan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when that came, I, I I heard it like in in the mid 70s Sometimes um, a friend of mine in school, you know, he said you got to he got to hear this album. And before that, I've been mainly just listening to uh, more uh, softer stuff like uh, Elvis. I, you know. Uh, Albums that my mom and dad had at home, basically, you know, Elvis, Beatles, uh, you know, The Stones and things like that, bands like that, and and, and The Purple made in Japan that, that was it for me. That's when I, like, wow, this when I was like, wow, when I a Strange Kind of Woman, you know, Richard Blackmore's tone and his phrasing and everything, and it was like it was heavy, and uh, that's when I decided to uh, that I wanted to start to play lead guitar. Okay. Because before that I was just just mainly just uh, strumming on, on my mom's acoustic guitar at home, you know, playing okay. along with the elder songs and yeah, cool. things like that. So, so so that's really how when it started and when I decided it was like I wanna I wanna learn how to play lead guitar, you know, because
0: that that was the coolest thing I ever heard. <laughs> that's great. Were you playing an electric guitar <laughs> at that stage?
1: No, I was just playing acoustic. Okay. You know? okay. I was just uh, learning chords. My mom, my mom uh, is a guitar player as well. She she showed me like a, a, a few chords so I can you know play along to the Elvis albums uh, and and Clifford Richard and <laughs> whatever else it was at the time. You know? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, you know. And uh, and uh, so yeah, I I didn't have an electric guitar and. Uh, um, I I I finally got one in, in, in I think it was in the mid 70s sometime, and I can't remember the year because I'm really bad at years and dates. And stuff sure. like that. Yeah, and, so so and the first one I got was an orbiter. And had a whammy bar on it, which was very exciting. You could do some dive bombs and stuff. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it was like an SG-shaped okay. uh, guitar with, 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 with like a strap headstock, you know. Yep. like a, It's like a cheap, cheap, uh, cheap guitar. But, but, yeah, I remember when I, when I got it, you know, I saved the money for quite some time. And, and um, I just picked it up at, at this guy's house, and he didn't have a case to it, and, so I just you know, just kind of walk along, walk along the street. there with the guitar, you know, and, and when I got home, I just put it, I put it, you know, against the wall, and was trying to go to bed, and I, I couldn't sleep all night. I was like just laying there staring at this thing. It was like the most beautiful thing I've seen. You know? it, was, <laughs> it was exciting. <laughs> so, so and after that, and after that, I just uh, I got on a Japanese um, uh, left Paul. Uh, it's called Morris, okay. Uh, uh, Gold Club, uh, and uh, just started playing along to bands like you know, uh, UFO, uh, Michael Schenker, you know, Gary Moore, with, with, uh, Lizzy, you know, all the guitar yeah, actually. Cool. and yeah. And the uh, I was a huge Lizzy fans fan, still, still is.
0: Okay. Yep. And
1: uh, and Black Sabbath and whatever whatever was going on all the time. You know, whatever the seventies bands and you know, the hard rock 70s bands and the sure. huge influence and and uh, and, and and was it, so it was a mix between and and also I was very much into uh, because my stepdad had a, a huge collection of uh, of albums with blues guitar players like Mike Bloomfield and, and John May's blues to with Peter Green and Eric Clapton and things like that. So, okay. so he said he said to me like, you you, you got to listen to this. You know this is kind of like the the bible for blues and rock guitar. And awesome. so I listen to that I listen to that stuff a lot. You know like the Eric Clapton, Peter Green, one uh, Hard Road, Hard Road, and the uh, and the classic piano B- album.
0: <laughs> oh yeah 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 yep I, I don't know, know. yeah.
1: Yeah, they say beyond the Album, They say Beano, or Bean. I think they say actually Bean uh, album. But it's not actually called called, called It's not called that. But it's just because Eric Clapton sitting there reading, reading reading it. I think it's just called John mayo's Blues Baker's featuring Eric Clapton. Okay. Eric Clapton or something like that. But for some reason, people call that the Beano album because he's he's reading the the comic. You know, when sitting exactly.
0: there. Oh, that's right on the cover. Yes. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool.
0: So, so the the, the melodic the melodic
1: part the melodic stuff uh, basically comes from Tinley uh, V, you know the, yep. the harmonies uh, uh, and uh, Michael Schenker was also very big influence because he was great melodies that he the uh, really, uh, the album he did the U F O in the seventies
0: you know, okay that's
1: how it started that's
0: cool, that's so I, just cool. Kind of so I just
1: kind of mixed it all together I just kind of mixed it all together with the a little bit more of the classical uh, stuff that Richard Blackman did, and uh, you can actually hear that on the final counter solo. It's very much Richard Blackman influence, and then you have you know, a few blue sticks uh, thrown in there, you
0: know. Yeah, yeah. That type of thing, so. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. So, yeah, I guess what you've just explained, that really sums up those kind of two sides of your playing, but you, you seem to meld them together very seamlessly. It's really your thing now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. It just, yeah I, I just um I just do what I do. whatever I, what I do is natural, you know. And uh, I don't I don't I don't analyze it that much anymore. I I, I used to do it more in, in the eighties, you know, think about those things. But now I just whatever fits the song, the song's the best, you know. And that's what I'm after. If it's if it's a fast song, I just go for it and, and just improvise you know whatever happens happens and but if it, maybe if it's a, if it's a more a slow song or a more melodic song I, I like to work out like a melody you thing in, in, in it, uh, and uh, I might borrow some a melody line from the vocals or something and add it into the guitar solo and things like that you know
0: yeah, so, very cool. Very cool. The latest Europe yeah. album, "Walk the Earth," that came out in twenty seventeen, um, full of so much great stuff. It's yeah. interesting you mention the seventies hard rock influences for a band that, yeah, obviously guys started in the eighties, but y- you seem to bring a lot of the seventies. I hear a lot of um your synthesis of, I guess, Deep Purple and and Zeppelin and and some of those influences oh, yeah, yeah. on the new record. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the bands that that influenced us when we started, you know. And we kind of have gone back to the roots a bit, you know, with that whole thing. You know, we want to. It's, it's nothing we planned. Like we would to play, you know, classic rock or anything like that. It just it just has come natural to us now, you know. And and, uh, and we've seen and we recorded the last album at uh, Abbey Road Studios in yeah, London. Yeah. So 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 it it was fun and it was exciting to 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 be there and and we wanted to get that sound we wanted to get that warm sound that that the albums albums had in the Mm seventies you know and and because I mean a lot of albums these days sound very cold uh, to me I mean because everything is recorded digital and all that stuff so. So we use we use old old tape machines and old compressors and I mean is sang through a compressor that John want to once, oh, use,
0: okay. you know. And, wow, that's uh, really cool.
1: And, 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 and yeah, and and, and and I'm using I'm using the same console as for uh, for the guitar the parts and for, for some drums as well, like uh, like Pink Floyd recorded the the Dark Side of the Moon on the same same gear, you know. It's still there, you know to be there and, 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 and finally get to, get to work in it's just a legendary place.
0: You know, so. Absolutely, yeah. So that was a deliberate move to Recorded Abbey Road to, to capture some of that vintage kind of vibe with through the equipment and and that space.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why the album sounds so warm, you know, because we use all that gear. From, at least from the 60s and the 70s, you know. Yep. So it's a, it's a warm it's a warm Thick sounding album, you know. It's uh, and that's the way we like it, you know. I mean, I I think the the best recordings and the best sounding albums came from the seventies, you know. So I'm I'm, I'm, like I said before, a very old school in that sense. I'm not I'm not into uh, high tech new productions that much, you know. I Mm -hmm. like it to sound warm, warm and nice. (laughs)
0: Yeah, cool. The guitar sound fantastic. Like I mean, the whole album sounds great, but the guitars are. So big and, and present. What what sort of gear are you running to pull those tones? Uh,
1: uh, amps, you mean this?
0: yeah. What 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 amps did you uh, bring along in guitars? Yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. It, it's, uh, it's 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 uh, Marshall amps. Uh, one is one is a fifty watt, um, which is from the nineteen seventy one. Okay, it's yeah. actually it's like a bass. It's actually bass amp. Uh, oh. It's a model 1986.
0: Yeah, is it the Super Bass?
1: Uh, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. And uh, and that that one that was is a great sounding amp. So I used that one for for all the uh, I mean 90 percent of the album. Okay. I used that one, uh, and except for one solo. And, and a few rhythm parts where I mix when I do some overdubs on the rhythms. I use the Jason Eight Hundred. Okay. Yeah. Which is, I, I guess, considered vintage now too because it's from like the early '80s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason Eight Hundred. Yeah. So, so, um, so, yeah. It was just those two amps, two amps that, that old '71 and and uh, and an '80s Jason Eight Hundred. Yeah mixed together. Right. Yeah. did, did you? And the guitars are are just and the guitars are just you know, uh vintage stuff, you know. I mean it's uh I have sixty five strands which I had now for 30 years.
0: Okay, wow. It's
1: actually the same guitar I, I, I recorded, the, the Final Countdown. Oh, okay. Wow. So, I, awesome. I, yeah, I call, I call it The, the Final Countdown guitar. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, and uh, then uh, And then one left called 58 Reissue, uh, and uh, and the Flying V. You know, I like the, I like these classic, classic shapes. You know, I'm not into the... In, in funny fun shape shapes funny shapes yeah, <laughs> sure. you know uh, you know um, yeah it was a Telecaster and uh, Fives and Strats and things like
0: that yeah yeah great old uh, old, old 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 school stuff basically <laughs> <laughs> cool are you um are you boosting the amps with yeah. any pedals or anything for particularly for some of the solos and things
1: um, not uh, not the Jason eight hundred I just go straight into that one doesn't okay. need it doesn't really need any boost or anything because Telm has has enough gain already. Sure, but uh, the seventy-one, the seventy-one, I, I use uh, an overdrive pedal, which is a which is a Dod. Um, 250 overdrive preamp.
0: Oh, okay, yes, the classic. It's
1: yeah, it's one, yeah, a classic one. the first one they made, I think, uh, it came out in the late '70s, sometime I think.
0: Okay, uh,
1: right. so I used that one with with, with, with a 50, with a 71 uh, 50 51 amp. Uh, those a great, but it's quite noisy. So you have to use a noise gate in front of it. But, oh, okay, uh, They sure. sound great. They're very, they had great sustain and, and they have a lot of you know, string in, in the sound, you know, they, they don't compress uh, so much either. So, yeah, just one of those old stump boxes, you know. Yeah, great. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. That's it. And then we just add whatever effects, uh, whatever effects we want to add, we just do that, you know, to the mixing, you know? like a little, little bit of reverb, maybe a little bit of delay in a few places and things like that. And, and then I... I yeah, I used a fuzz box, too, on one song. um uh, yeah. uh, Because uh, our producer, Dave Cobb, uh, he, he's a huge fan of old fuzz boxes, so they wanted me to use it on, on one song. Okay. Because I've never really been into fuzz boxes that much, but, but when I heard it, ah, oh, this is really cool, you know, so I, I don't know, one of his old ones. I don't know what it's called. But <laughs> <And, laughs> that's... Uh... Uh, and... and, and uh, and and the flanger as well on on one song I think so you know, just just not not many effects and you know, not into really that much effects uh, I just want to have a little bit of little bit of delay and and, and uh, maybe a chorus or a flanger on some like clean stuff okay you know, yeah and that's about it you know? nice. and, and of course the wah pedal I, I have to know, of course the wah pedal yeah is, is very important I, I love the wah wah pedal. Yeah, I, I I use I used the I I, I used I think the best one I ever heard is, is the one that custom model electronics in in Los Angeles makes.
0: Oh, okay, Bob yeah, Bradshaw. the Bob Bradshaw one, yeah, cool.
1: That, that yeah yeah that one is, is amazing. It has two settings. You can get one that is kind of darker, and one that sounds just kind of uh, sounds kind of like a cry, an old cry baby, okay, you yeah. a boost function in it as well, so you can get. An extra boost, you know, when you get tired after doing after been playing for like an hour and a half and still having half, half an hour to go, you push us in and you get a little bit of help on so, <laughs> the way. You know, it's like yes. when you think when you you think you getting tired, you you get a little help from that from that little
0: <laughs> you boost. You know? That's great. That's cool. Yeah. The um, when you mentioned the fuzz sound, that must be on the track Wolves. I think I that that stuck out that tone.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I, I'm I'm sure it's on it's on uh, it's on Haze and it might be on some other song, well, I can't remember. Okay. Right now, but um I'm, I'm sure it's all over the place on the song Haze.
0: Yeah. Uh, that gets pretty it, trippy that song. It,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, all the rhythm rhythm stuff is um, is it, a first box. And uh, also actually I did I, I did it solo too on I did a solo, too, on, on that song with, uh, with the first box. And I think I did a solo as well with the first box. Okay. Uh, uh, I can't remember, but I think it was like two songs or something like that. Because when you do it, you know, I don't, pl- I don't, I don't plan it ahead of time. It's like, it's just kind of like you go in and do it. And it's like when Dave, Dave Cobb, the producer, comes up, you know, comes kind of why don't you use a first box on this? It's just like... Yeah, sure, why well, let's try it. And then we try it and oh that sounded great, you know, it didn't work or whatever. And then I kinda of just move on I and mean, then forget about it. And then I and then I don't remember how you can still what, <laughs> But but the main the main sound of the album is is uh, the Jason eight hundred straight okay. in and the and the Super Base fifty one with the D O D two fifty or the drive cool. That's the main sound, you know
0: great yeah. sound yeah very organic and and just big and very very defined i think pro- pro- probably because they're not yeah. very high gain sound they're, they're relatively they're very thick but they don't have a lot of a lot of gain by today's standards you can really there's a lot of clarity in all the parts that you play yeah
1: yeah i i'm not, i'm not into too much gain in the overdrive and, and, and fizzy kind of parts. tone i like it kind of clean you know I mean, one of my favorite guitar sounds is on, on Made in Japan, yeah. uh, Richard Blackmore. I mean, he used like a 200-watt major, uh, a Marshall Major 200-watt, and, and with uh, like a, uh, a tone bender with a booster or something. It was straight in, and it had a very clean sound, but a, a lot of sustain. Mm. So I, I like a lot of sustain, you know, but I don't like it when it gets fizzy and fuzzy, You know, I like to keep it kind of clean, you know. So. Yeah
0: so you can hear what you're playing, something that you're really playing yeah nice that sounds sounds big sounds yeah. big there's a couple of interesting songs on the album yeah. pictures and turn to dust they um, have some very interesting yeah. chord changes and you you negotiate those very well do you have to plan out uh, when you're soloing over those songs that are moving around that are modulating in uh, different places uh,
1: I mean with, it, with it, quite simple, actually, to put that together. I mean, we just have to figure out what, what kind of sound, really, what, what uh, that fits fits the songs. And, uh, and uh, I just do a bunch of takes, you know. Sometimes I just try different songs and, mm-hmm. and uh, do a bunch... I might do five or ten takes or something because sometimes I'm not sure what, what is going to fit the song the best. And then uh, Dave... Dave Cobb just go through and say, "I like this one the best," and then he just, you know, said, "Yeah, yeah, just, just go for it," you know. And, and uh, so, well, the songs—the songs are quite simple. It's not nothing. It's not—it's not like Alderneyola or anything, but uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, but, but they, they're quite interesting chord changes and stuff yeah. like that. It's—it's it's yeah. a lot more. It's—it's it's a lot more of that now than than any previous album for sure. Sure. You know? sure. So, yeah. And, and, and a lot of that stuff comes from uh, our, our keyboard player Nick Nick Ailey, because he can come up with stuff on on the on the keyboard, yeah. so very interesting. And and he's also been he's very much into like, you know, Genesis and Jet, Yes and okay. and Frank Zappa and, and, and bands like that, you know. And so so he can come up with some really weird stuff, and it's like, going I have to like copy it on the guitar. Oh, damn. This is weird. This is like weird <laughs> stuff, <to> use, <laughs> uh, so so yeah. Oh, that's it, great. It's good. It's fun. It's fun to it's fun to do that type of thing too, not just just regular bar chords. You know, typical bar chords all the time. But come up with different type of weird chords, yeah, chord
0: changes nice. and stuff like that. Nice. I mean, talking about the keys, there's some really good, really interesting uh, unison lines you do with with the organ tones on uh, some of the tracks as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yes, yeah, it's
0: great. It's a great sound. Yeah, Nicky is amazing. It's one of the best, I think. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. so when you when you come to Australia um, later this month, what what do you, are you able to bring with you in terms of gear? Can do you bring your entire rig, or do you have to uh, trim it down a little?
1: No, we have to, we have to trim it down a little bit. Uh, not. Uh, I'm bringing I'm bringing pretty much the whole rig I mean except for the cabinets.
0: Oh okay yep yep. You know
1: because uh, yeah yeah so so the cabinets uh, we just do uh, rentals on the cabinets yeah, uh, sure. because they because I'm using like Six of them or something. Uh, I don't know how many it's going to be this time, this great. time around, but but yeah. it's it, it's not necessary to bring those things because it, it's Marshall anyway.
0: Of course, and, you can get them anyway.
1: Marshall, Marshall cabs, you can find them anywhere.
0: I'm you know, sure we'll so find they, six of them in Australia uh, for you. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I prefer to be thirties, you know, those are my favorite. Okay. But the, the, the seventy five watts, the seventy five watts are okay too, but. Vintage series are are my favorite.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: but I'm bringing you know I'm bringing I'm bring the amps, uh, bring two amps, uh, but I usually just use one. But in, in case one breaks down, so screw switch it back up. Okay, yeah. and uh, and and I bring uh, I bring four guitars. Usually I have uh, five on the road, but we manage we manage to manage with four.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, so,
1: so, and and the and the, and the tiny, not tiny, but uh, it's not tiny anymore. Uh, it used to be a lot smaller I used to have only three pedals uh, on on like on a on like a cardboard thing. Yeah, very um, min- minimal, small board. But now I have um, now I have one of those mastermind switching systems, and it has a, it has a pedal pedal board with. It has uh, five loops in it, so I have um, I have access to, um, and that's behind the stage. I just run through it so I just have the mastermind foot control in the front, which has a phase 90 and the and an EP exotic EP booster and um, and the flanger and uh, and the pedal and uh, and and the D L A and that's it.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: And that's it. Yeah, sounds good. So that, that works. Sounds good. Yeah. Don't, don't don't need any more than that, really. You know, you know, I don't use them that much anyway. So so I mean, I think uh, the flanger and and the, the phase I used to use, like you know like maybe three or four times in the whole set. You know, okay, the set is, like, sure. Two hours long, but yeah. So, but it still make a difference in the sound because I like to I like it to sound like the album. You know, really recreate whatever I used on the album. Sure. Albums, you know so as, clo- as close as possible
0: yep yeah cool when you say you'll bring four yeah. guitars yeah. do you bring your vintage guitars on the road yeah. or do you take do you take other ones
1: mm. uh, no i leave them at home yeah i have um uh, they, they come too valuable to bring on the road you know? sure yeah but, but the ones i'm on bringing Bur- they, they sound just as good you know they sound they sound great but I leave, I leave the old '60s strats at home. And I have one of the Gary Moore's old strats, and,
0: and oh, really? Wow.
1: And, and, and yeah, yeah. So I, I leave, I live I leave those vintage pieces, at home, but but uh, because I'm bringing. Her, when you compare them to 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 the old ones, they sound they sound just as good. So so yeah.
0: Sure. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you want to bring 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 and bring a. a uh, being, I, I don't see the point of bringing a 59 with Paul when when you can have a 59 in the issue that sounds pretty, pretty close. You know, I mean, you know, it's like it, the difference in in is like
0: yes, yeah,
1: it's huge. You know, so so, but I use all the all that stuff in really when we in the I use I use both uh, new new guitars, and, and when I say new. The newest one is probably from like, 04, you know, 2004. I mean, that's the newest one I have, but but, but it's a, it's a really good stride. It sounds like an old one, you know. So,
0: mm-hmm. so yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, John, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. Really great to to meet you and talk about uh, your career and and the new record. And yeah, as I said, we're really looking forward to yeah. seeing you later uh, this month uh, for your uh, debut Australian tour.
1: Yes. Yes, it's great. We're leaving now on Thursday, so we're very excited. We're going to uh, we're going to Indonesia first uh, to do one show there.
0: Okay, cool. And
1: then uh, and then and then and then to um, and then to Australia three days later. So we have a few days there to adapt to the to uh, the the time difference and also the climate. <laughs> so, yep. Because in, in, in Sweden it's uh, it's always not always cold. Today is time of nice <laughs> day, but yep. it's a huge difference compared to, compared to Australia. so It I mean, is. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and the time difference. I don't know what the time difference is. What's the point of
0: it now? And That's now day it day. is. It's about nine thirty Monday night. On
1: Monday night. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah it, it's it's like one. Of, yeah, one o'clock here. In the daytime.
0: Okay, on Monday. Is yeah. it Monday or Sunday?
1: yeah it's monday okay yeah. okay so not one, one o'clock one, 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 one o'clock in the afternoon
0: okay so not too so, different yeah
1: yeah so, so, it, so it takes a few days you know, to adjust yeah to the, sure the time difference you know and
0: yeah like yep,
1: sure. yeah it'd be good but we're very excited to come to Australia finally we've been you know, just waiting to do this for so long and the fans have been like crazy. It's like when well, are you coming? When are
0: coming?
1: <laughs> and finally, finally, we get to, get to do it. So I'm very
0: excited about yeah, it. Yeah, fantastic. It's going to be fun. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thanks again, John. And um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day with your with your kids before you hit the road again. Yeah,
1: yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank okay. you. Take
0: care. Thanks, John. See you soon. Bye. All right, there's my conversation with John Norum from his home in Sweden. Uh, to your ears, wherever you are around the world. I hope you enjoyed that. I really enjoyed meeting him. Really nice guy and an amazing guitar player with such a great story to tell. So it was great to have him on the show. If you enjoyed it as well, why not share it on your social media, your Facebooks or your Instagrams or whatever you, whatever you have. We've got some uh, great interviews coming up on the show. Terry Wallman is a guitar player who's been based in L.A. since the early 80s, relocating from Florida. And he's worked with some incredible uh, artists such as Al Jarreau, Michael McDonald, um, Joe Walsh, Melissa Manchester, Little Richard. So it was very cool to, to meet Terry. Really, really great interview coming up there. Also, I talked to Michael Sweet, who is the lead guitarist and lead singer with the band Striper, another 1980s metal band, and um, they've got a great new record out as well. They're touring as well, uh, not unlike Europe, and man, like Europe, on totally on top of their game. Uh, some 30 odd years since they started so it was pretty cool to meet to meet michael so those two interviews are coming up if you've not subscribed to us yet do it and you'll get all of our episodes delivered free to your device uh, be it through apple podcasts or for android devices you can use stitcher radio or iHeartRadio or many other pod podcasting um, apps and, and uh, organizations Remember, we're also on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, We love to interact with you on there. And hey, I've got to say thank you so much for the great response to our interview with Michael Ibrahim of MI Audio that we posted up last week. Uh, Yeah, that was really cool, and uh, many of you really dug that, so thank you so much. It's always great to hear from, from our listeners. Michael actually got a... Uh, a bit of a shout-out on the latest episode of No Guitar Is Safe. Elliot Easton from The Cars, who's just been inducted into the Hall of Fame, was talking about his modest pedal board and there is an MI Audio Crunchbox on that board. It's, uh, so that was cool. That was cool to hear Michael um, placed in that context as well. And as we know, he has sold thousands of those things all around the world. So it's no surprise a rock star like Elliot Eastern is is rocking one of those. Thank you, Daniel Freer for uh, bringing that to my attention. All right, I'm out of here. My name's Matt Wakeling. You've been listening to the Guitar Speak Podcast and thank you so much for listening.